Choke Points, brought to you by Acton's Quality Roofing. Uh, This is a a rare, I feel privileged to be here for a Friday Choke Point, uh, because we have some West Seattle Bridge news, and it is unfortunately not what West Seattleites and their loved ones wanted to hear. Uh, The bridge, drumroll, will not be opening on time. Chris Sullivan is here with the details. Yeah, West Seattle residents are going to have to wait until September before the high bridge reopens. You might remember the scheduled, it was scheduled to open early summer, like the work was supposed Mm -hmm. to be done at the end of this month, and then maybe a couple of days of testing, and then it would open to drivers like right after July 4th, something like that. But it's been pushed back more than two months, and the city is squarely putting this on the back of the Teamsters and the concrete strike. Uh, The concrete was supposed to start being poured for those steel support cables inside the bridge at the start of this year. The date to get that concrete to avoid delays was February 20th. Well, the strike blew right through that. Two months after the um, date uh, that we gave as the um, critical path date for concrete was February 20th. And we didn't get concrete until after April 20th. So it's, it is that much time. The Seattle Department of Transportation's Heather Marks says there had been hope that the contractor could make up some time, keep the schedule somewhat intact, but it didn't happen. Work on the bridge, as I said, was supposed to end at the end of this month. Now it will not reopen until at least the week of September 12th. New timeline, not sitting well with West Seattle business owner Dan Austin. I think West Seattle uh, and all neighborhoods would have appreciated knowing that we weren't hanging on on a July opening or that time frame. I just feel like there's a lack of communication there, which is probably upsetting. And that's just my feeling. Um, I'm sure 60 or 80,000 other West Seattleites probably feel the same right now. But, uh, you know, let's just hope this moves forward without any further delay. But there could be more delays. Mark's warning that schedules are not set in stone. Schedules are malleable and they change. And I want you to expect that there may be changes um, coming forward. And I hope that you will trust that, that I will tell you what's happening um so it's it might be a little bit of a roller coaster over the next couple of months so what could cause more delays if you can't blame it on the concrete well there's bad weather a worker shortage perhaps some supply chain issues there there are things i mean if anybody who's ever built a deck or had a home remodel done you know how things can slip uh, that are unforeseen so she's just putting that out there to let everybody know that we plan on september 12th that week but dot 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 so mark says uh, the work between now and then is, is pretty challenging too first it has to cure then we have to do the post tensioning then we do the phase four carbon fiber none of those can be rushed like we can't and we can't do them simultaneously the final piece of the puzzle is that load testing on the bridge to make sure that the repairs have worked they run a bunch of things out there to make sure it can handle the weight that could also pose a problem. We're going to go back and test the bridge before we open it. If those tests come back not good, then clearly we need to um, continue our work. Mark says they don't want to open the bridge, of course, only to find out that something is wrong. So they're going to take their time with this. We will get a 30-day notice of a specific date for that reopening. And former Mayor Greg Nichols, who also lives in West Seattle and is on the task force that's been looking at this for two years, says it's good at least to know that this is almost over. Having a date out there now, we're going to go through as people get used to the idea of the September reopening. But at least it gives people a chance to plan their lives. Now, the bridge closed to traffic. You'll remember in March of 2020, after cracks inside the bridge started growing too fast, the reason for that failure was bad steel inside the supports for the concrete. So... More than two years, another delay, 
not what West Seattle wanted to hear. Yeah, this is really rough for West Seattle businesses oh, completely. Uh, to, to not have another summer. Correct. I, I used to live down on Alki, and it is, it is a ghost town. And there are many businesses that really rely on the summer to make their entire year. Are they getting support from the city? Not, I mean, not much. I mean, no. Because there was so much handed out during COVID to keep businesses propped up. I'm surprised the city of Seattle, knowing this is a vital lifeline for businesses, isn't extending a helping hand. Well, I I don't have the exact details on that. They may be getting something, but I, I don't think it's much. We heard Dan Austin has run a shop over there, been one of the more outspoken people because he's on the on the task force that's been looking at this. Uh, yesterday, he got kind of, you know, certainly got a little PO'd because he's like, they're like, listen, we're work, we're working 60 hours a week to fix this bridge. He goes, six, I've been working 70 to 80, seven <laughs> days a week just to keep my shop afloat. Yeah. How about you guys meet me at my 70 hours a week and yeah. see if we could speed this thing up? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I know people over there have been struggling. Um and about the only benefit that they've gotten is that if you're a business owner, you could use the low bridge to go over and get supplies if you're running out. So, but, I mean, that's not much of a consolation. So it's no. been brutal. I've known people that have moved out of West Seattle because it just doesn't work for them. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not what they wanted to hear. I mean, think about that. If, if it hadn't, I was talking to James, if it hadn't been for COVID, this would have probably been our lead local story except for maybe Chaz Chop. For yeah, this right. entire you, I mean, right. how many? I mean, that's a, that's a huge, huge lifeline that has basically cut off the peninsula out there from everything. Has created all sorts of problems through Georgetown and other that with the traffic patterns that have changed. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm glad we have a date, but boy, I wish it was in the next couple of weeks. Do you happen to Do you happen to know how they do load testing? Do they just get a big fella up there jumping up and down, or do uh, they I run a steamroller to do that? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they run out things like that. You know, they run out things that simulate the weight of buses, mm-hmm. simulate the weights of, and so yeah, it, it's basically they they test what they expect the loads to be using things like that. Yeah, they don't just go out and stick a bunch of blocks out there. You know, they they roll out things that are akin to weight. They might even roll some buses out there just to see. But yeah, that's all part of it. Uh, and again, if that doesn't go well. We could be looking at other delays, but hopefully that'll go well. Thank you, Sully.